Today on The Ticker Tapes, we hear from Dilwyn, who suffered a heart attack at the age of 50 whilst out cycling with his wife. Dilwyn has also been diagnosed with a severe form of FH, a genetic condition with exceptionally high levels of cholesterol in the blood. He talks about his emotional road to recovery. Jack, my son, was due home from school. I was, I was home in the kitchen. I remember sitting by the kitchen table here. And he came through the back door. I came charging towards me. And he was emotional. It obviously affected him. He was only three at the time. It obviously affected him. And he was like, Dad, Jack is so sad when you're not home. And that was really, really emotional. From the British Heart Foundation, I'm Rob Underwood. On the ticker tapes, we hear from people living with heart and circulatory conditions. In this episode, Dilwyn recalls events leading up to and following his heart surgery, and about FH, a story of contrasting emotions. Now, almost two years on, and able to enjoy his love of running and cycling once more, he's become a passionate fundraiser, both for the British Heart Foundation and for other deserving charities. Dilwyn, I know since you suffered your heart attack, you've become a real supporter of the British Heart Foundation, haven't you, and the vital work it does. How do you feel about being able to share your story in this way? Well, Rob, I'd like to share my story, actually, because I feel it would be helpful and reassuring to others that are experiencing similar challenges, both physically and mentally. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Dilwyn. What are the things in life you love most? Um, family man, really. I love spending time with my son, Jack, and my wife. I keep fit. I mainly run in, do a bit, a bit of cycling. But the keeping fit actually helps my physical health, obviously, and it also helps my mental health. Generally, all around, good for me, you know. And I have, uh, well, you'll hear, I have been keeping fit for most of my life. Still. Yeah. And you love your cycling, don't you? Yeah, I love my cycling. I'm more of a runner, but I do like my cycling as well. Has there been a family history of heart disease? Yes. Unfortunately, when I was seven years old, um, my father passed away with a heart attack. Um, fat, heart attack, fatal, you know, um, very, very tragic, uh, as, you know, uh, as you can imagine. Mm. And then <clears throat> that was in 1978, you know, obviously the... The, the knowledge of FH means, you know, it's not as it is today. Um, and then life moves on. Uh, at the age of 20, 25, my brother, was at the age of 36, he had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a shock to everyone, you know. But at that time, I was called into the doctor's surgery for a cholesterol test, and they discovered that my total cholesterol was very, very high. It was 9.7. They suggested, well, they, they said, you need to be on statins. So they started me on statins, and they had a general, tell me about your lifestyle. And at that time, 25 years old, you know, I was at my generation. It was out round town on a Friday, yeah. Saturday night. You wanted After, to get on with life, didn't you, I suppose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was just binge, heavy binge drinking, if you like, and having a kebab, going home, and then repeat on the Saturday. That's, that's, that's what we did at that time, you know. And then it was a bit of a wake-up call, right, your cholesterol sky high. We need you to adjust your lifestyle. And that's what I did. 
the doctor said he asked the question said um do you do any exercise I said no not really but i used to be a decent runner at school kind of conversation mm-hmm. okay uh, we need you to start doing some exercise swimming cycling start running again you know but you need to keep fit you also need to adjust your lifestyle adjust your diet and that's what i did i went went on a low-fat diet uh, at the time, that's what the advice was, uh, low-fat diet, uh, starting me on statins. They prescribed statins, you know, that week, as soon as the cholesterol results came in, um, I started statins at the age of 25, and my cholesterol came down. But it, it, it doesn't matter what I did exercise-wise or diet-wise, it wouldn't, my total cholesterol would not come down below 5, and I think the target is 5, you know, below 5. And um, it was always mid fives if you like to mm. to high sixes but it, you know i think it came down to 4.9 once and that was a bit of a moment um but it's, it's always there so i, I just uh, adjusted and uh, carried moved on really it's just like okay i need to have this kind of lifestyle and that, and that's the lifestyle i've led mm. um but when i when i when it, you know i had this 25 years old and the doctor said, yeah, I used to be a good runner. I actually went for a run. I couldn't run quarter of a mile at that point in my life. So, wow, this right. is, you know. So I kick-started that, and I've been running ever since. I've, you know, and I, I, I really enjoy it. It's, it's, um, it's not a chore. It's just part of me, and that's what I do. So let's go forward then mm-hmm. to April 21. Tell me... What do you recall from that day? Okay, uh, running up to that, I had my 50th birthday in January and I treated myself to a, um, uh, I think it's quite a bit of a trend of buying them at the moment. I've treated myself to one of these new gravel bikes. It's a bit of a mix between a road bike and a, and a mountain bike kind of thing. And I, um, where I live, uh, Avellingheli, which is uh, right on the coast of Menai Straits, you know, I've got Snowdonia on my doorstep, and it's great. I'm just going little lanes and, you know, slightly off-road, and I can go on the road. It's, it's really good. Anyway, so in the April, uh, so I was 15 in the January, and in the early April, I'd treat myself to the gravel bike. And then one Saturday, right, I'll go and test, test the bike out, test myself out, and there's one particular steep hill. It's quite long. Bit of a nasty hill, but I thought if I can get up that, the bike's passed the test sort of thing. So um, off I went one Saturday morning, solo. Managed to cycle up the hill, but as I got to the top of the hill, my heart was racing really, really hard. I thought, wow, this is this is a bit, I don't normally do this. And then I had a pain right in the centre of my chest. A deep, deep pain in the centre of my chest. Thought, wow, this is this isn't right. And I've I've memory of a, a lady in a black little car going past me, and she just uh, thumbs up to me like, "Well done, you've got up the hill," sort of thing, you know. So I thought this pain's not it's not good. So I, I just rested for a while. I thought, right, quick as route home. I, I don't think I had my phone on me either. So quick as route home, cycled home, and told my wife, Seanid, um, I had a really bad chest pain. But it's, it's now eased. And she said, we need to call a doctor or do something about it. And at the time, middle of the pandemic with COVID, I said, I will after COVID. Mm. 
that was a mistake, really. What I should have done was uh, go to A&E. But I never ignored it. The rest of the day, I was fine. Uh, so that was the Saturday. And I, I run with a friend of mine most Sundays. And we'd arranged our usual Sunday run. So uh, we actually, that Sunday, uh, another friend joined us as well. So there was three of us on the run. And um, usually I would just run, have a weekly catch-up, you know, put the world right. And I, I found that I, I couldn't keep up with them. I mean, normally I'd just be running with them alongside. Mm-hmm. I couldn't run. I was like, what's wrong with me? You know, I just couldn't do it. And I felt really bad because every 200 metres, 400 metres, I was stopping for a rest. And it was not normal. Anyway, I, I managed to do the run, complete it with them. I was a uh, couple of hills and I was what have you, got back to the car and I felt really bad and I said, look, lads, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, and they said, oh, you've, you've been doing a fair bit of running and, and you've had your new bike, so you've upped your mileage. You're a bit fatigued. I thought I just accepted that, you know. So home, it's fine. No chest pains or anything all week. Normal um, week in work. Um, so you began to feel pretty well back to normal. Yeah, I was a bit tired because I thought it was just overtrained, you know. I was a bit fatigued. So um, back to work, and then my wife asked the question, I haven't been out with you on your, with your new bike yet. No. Fancy going Friday? I said, yeah, okay then. So I, I, took, I was off on the Friday. My wife took Friday off, and um, we said, right, okay, let's do that route, about 40 miles or something like that. Okay, let, let's do that then. There was, there was a nice route from Valley Heli, so um, we'd go up to um, Bridgeway, from Penagroyce, so uh, uh, yeah, so we were going that way. And anyway, we we set off for a, a moderate pace, no, nothing silly, just enjoying it, really having a chat. And then we on a cycle track, so we could go side by side on the cycle track, having a chat, enjoying the ride. And around ten miles in, I, I remember going past a lady by the village of Broislong. I remember shouting out, "Hi, oh, yeah, morning, it's a lovely day, isn't it?" Kind of, you know. And mm. she shouted back, "Yeah, it's lovely weather." Blah blah blah. blah. And I'd say, I don't know, quarter of a mile, half a mile up the road, up to cycle lane. The deep pain from the Saturday, uh, the previous Saturday, came back, and it was there. It was a lot. It was yeah, very painful, central of the chest. Um, a deep, deep pain as if somebody put putting a finger on one of your nerves, you know. And I, I, told, I had to stop. I said, that pain's come back. I said, I'll oh, have a rest. You know, it could be wind type of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And then next minute it was worse and worse. And a, another pain, and like a, a thump, like a hammer started on top of it. Next minute I was on the floor and I said, I think I know what it is. You better call an ambulance. At this point, I knew I was on the cycle track between two villages. I'm I'm snookered here in a really remote location. Yeah, I was a, yeah fairly you know between two places really. I was a bit remote, and um, the lady that I I uh, shouted to previously, she came by and she one look at me and she darted off. And she was trying to you know she went to a look, you know, ring the ambulance and get people to help. And I don't know if it was stupidity or will to live or survival mode, but I was this feeling of, I'm in trouble here. I need to get up. 
and walk. I can go a bit further along, turn left, and I can get to the main road. It was a struggle because my wife was telling me at the time that my lips turned colour. I was yeah, I was all clammy and what have you, and um, I was having tingling pains, pins and needles in my left left side of my arm, my fingers. I thought. So anyway, managed to struggle to the main road, and I thought, right, I'm here. At least they can pick me up from the road here. So uh, I was there on the road. While this was happening, my phone, my my wife was on the phone. I was so lucky she was with me and phoned the uh, ambulance emergency services. She only had three G, very very poor signal, three G. And they said, we don't know where you are. And they suggested download uh, an app called What Three Words. Oh yes. And she managed to download it. She gave the three words, and they knew exactly where we were. So I would advise anyone to have that app on their phone. They may not never need it, but have it there just in case. And then a a very professional, advanced paramedic arrived. He was absolutely superb. He assessed me, kept things calm. Uh, he was doing his job, and, and then by luck again, there's a bit of a theme really, there's a lot of luck that's happened that day. Uh, a community ambulance happened to be passing, so we flagged that down. Well, they flagged it, obviously I didn't. <laughs> um, they got me in the ambulance, and there was a, an ECG, uh, managed to perform an ECG, and they, they sent the results off to the uh, cardiac unit at Glen Clwyd Hospital. The results came back to him. And it, then things changed. He, I could hear him on the phone saying, I need a helimed now, kind of thing. And my wife wasn't allowed in the ambulance because it was COVID and it was mm-hmm. masks. So I was, the uh, ambulance crew were helping, obviously. So I heard the paramedic on his phone. Um, the air ambulance was on another shout. So the um, the... Emergency ambulance was called anyway. It was on its way. So I was transferred into the ambulance and uh, straight to hospital, uh, uh, Glenn to the cath lab there. Mm -hmm. Got me into the cath lab and they said, we're very sorry about this. Before we start, the worst part of this is you need a COVID test. So they gave me a COVID test. As soon as they did that, no mucking about. It was um, catheter into into the wrist, main artery, the wrist. Uh, I was still awake and they had a, like an x-ray thing down on my chest and a big screen. So they were explaining everything to me. I could see what they were doing and they were explaining what they were doing and they found a um, severe blockage of one of the arteries mm-hmm. and they referred to it as a, I now know it was, it's, they referred to it as a STEMI. So they, they, cl- they managed to clear that and they stented me. And they explained to me at the time that there were two, another two moderate plaques there, but they decided to leave those alone and, mm-hmm. and, and they had reasons to. So up on the ward, uh, up on the ward, um, so the heart attacks happened, say, quarter to 10. I was on the ward at 2.30, all done. And the CC, CCU unit, um, cardiac care unit, a, around 4 p.m., I remember a guy called uh, Rob, and he's an FH nurse, came to see me and we, the cardiologist, we all think that you've got a form of a severe form of FH. Will you allow us to uh, take a blood test for genetic testing? 
So that's what happened on the on the water. They looked after me. That was the Friday. Mm-hmm. Sent home on the Monday. Um, obviously, the wind had been taken out of my sails. I was really weak, but I was fine. All the series of events, lucky man, still here. Yeah, and quite an emotional homecoming. Yes. Um, Jack, my son, was due home from school, so my I was I was home in the kitchen. I remember sitting by the kitchen table here, and um, he came through the back door, and he came charging towards me, and he was emotional. It obviously affected him. He was only three at the time. It obviously affected him, and he was like, Dad, Jack is so sad when you're not home. And that was really, really emotional. Um, and then the first week home, I was really weak, but, you know, I was, I was fine. Um, and then week two, cardiac rehab service contacted me. And uh, I've received a lot of help from them. Uh, one particular guy, Yorweth, uh, um, uh, he, he was just brilliant, really. He was discussing my, my results and different things. As a charity, the British Heart Foundation depends on the generosity of donors to continue carrying out our life-saving research. Thank you to those who already give. It's truly appreciated. If you too would like to donate, you can do so by simply going to bhf.org.uk slash donate. And now back to the conversation. I think we can only imagine the feelings you must have been experiencing and the emotions going around the house and your family, yeah. your wife yeah. having to, you know, to have been with you on that remote cycle track, the whole journey. I mean, how's your recovery been since then? Oh, it's, it's, it's been a, a steady uh, progression forward, really. Um, I mean, the cardiac rehab, um, it, it, it's helped me. And then I wouldn't go for a walk by myself when in the you know week two I was encouraged to go for a walk and I, I wouldn't go for a walk so my wife would come with me or a friend would come with me and then slowly you know we'd talk once a week and he'd he'd go right I want you to go on your bike I said, what are you crazy I'm not going on my bike I said yep go on your bike so somebody would come with me so my wife or my friends would come with me yes I thought oh I'm cycling so then and he said right I've made an appointment for you for a for an a fitness assessment and this was the end of May and um, he said I want you to go for a run I said I'm not going for a run until I've had my assessment no 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 I need to know what you where you are before I assess you I thought I'm not going anyway uh, I think the key is to take his advice because he got an idea of what where I am so um, my wife went for a run with me and it's fine had the fitness test and he says right carry on, you can go for runs, but obviously don't go hard, take it easy, and we'll build it up from there. So I've been, um, I had been training on the five heart rate zones, so I was keeping it really to easy runs, really, and that's that's how I progressed. Tell us about a really pivotal moment in the August um, when you returned to the route of that day back in, in the April, and you raised so much money, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I... I what, I wanted to, my way of saying thank you, really, and um, and raise money for two charities, uh, one being the British Heart Foundation and uh, Blue Sky Charity. And um, so what I, what I decided to do, and I, I asked Cardiac Rehab, I said, I'm thinking of doing this. Do you think it's going to be okay? And he said, yes, but don't go crazy. So um, a gang of us 
cycled from where I had my cardiac event in Penagroyes to the, um, the cast lab at Glen Clwyd Hospital, uh, 55 miles, and did that really happy with the cycle, didn't go crazy, uh, and it all went well, and I raised £3,000, and I split Goodness. it between the two charities. And what an emotional moment that must have been for you to return there as well. Yes, outside. <laughs> yeah, it was really good, really good. And there's no stopping you, is there now? I mean, you're preparing, you did the Snowden Marathon in October. Tell us about that. Yes, well, um, I before my heart attack, I, I had the entry for the Snowdonia Marathon. I'd done it seven, uh, seven times previously. And my plan was in 21, when I was 50, to try and get under sub three and a half hours on it. So it got delayed, you know, it got postponed because of COVID. And then going back, referring back to cardiac rehab, I, I said to Yorweth, I said, I wouldn't mind doing the Snowden Marathon, you know. And he says, you can do it, but it's an event. It, it, look at it as an event, taking part in an event rather than race. And he said, yeah, okay, we'll do that then. It got postponed again in 21. Fast forward, 2022. It was on. I trained for it. Everything had gone well. No chest pains, anything. It was cool. So um, I managed to complete the marathon, slowest marathon ever. doesn't matter, 4.15 or whatever it was. But the big, big one for me was around 200 metres before the end. My son, Jack, which is now five, was waiting for me. He ran the last 200 metres, and that was Amazing. That was really, that was really, really special. And then that sealed it for me, really. That's, that, that means I, I'm, I'm back to where I was. I'm healthy, uh, mentally good, physically good. How did it make you feel? Can you put it into words? Jack, running over the finish line oh, with you? It, it was amazing. I, I'm just so special. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say. It was just very emotional, onwards and upwards, very, very, very emotional. And now, looking ahead, tell us about the Berlin 25K in May. Well, the Berlin 25K is a race I've always wanted to, to do, um, but whenever I've looked at it, it's always the entries have closed or what have you, or I've been doing something else. To, if you like, to celebrate my, my second heart birthday, if you like. And... Um, to actually complete something I've always wanted to do. I've managed to get an entry and um, I'm going to be doing that on 14th of May and I'm going to try and raise as much money as I can for the British Heart Foundation. It, it's a very special race and uh, it goes back to 81. And I think the French troops um, started the race and it actually starts outside the Olympic Stadium and actually finishes in the stadium. So you do a loop, uh, you, do, um, you go around the track to finish, which is very, very special. Well, of course, it goes without saying we wish you all the very best for that. Let's just sum up finally then. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure grateful thanks going out to a lot of people uh, along this journey you've been on. Mm-hmm. Who are you most thinking about at this moment? I'd like to thank everyone, really. My, you know, my friends, family, all those people um, uh, helped me on the day and after that and going forward, you know, I've, I've, I'm surrounded by great people, really. Uh, that are supporting me. And a final word to others who 
maybe experiencing heart issues such as yours or of any kind and facing similar lifestyle changing challenges what would you what sort of message would you put out there well every heart attack is different every patient is different obviously but i think people would be assessed by the health professionals and they will know you know they will give you advice i would say stick to that advice you know take the medication they give you if they advise you to to you know take up exercise Hmm. and just take their advice and hopefully my story will help people take their advice really well Dilwyn thank you so much for sharing your story with us right thank you very much if you have any questions or concerns about your heart or circulatory health and you'd like to speak to a cardiac nurse on the BHF's heart helpline just go to our website at bhf.org.uk slash hearthelpline, where you'll find all the contact options. You'll also find useful information on our vital research, both in the episode notes and on our website at bhf.org.uk. The ticker tapes are for the many people out there living with heart conditions, and it's for them, their friends and family that we produce the podcast. If you'd like to tell your own heart story, or you have thoughts on this episode, do get in touch with us by emailing thetickertapes at bhf.org.uk.